Welcome to the Newtown Bees Weekly Buzzcast. I'm Eliza Hallebeck with my co-anchor, John Voquette. Get in-depth local reporting every week in our print edition and access breaking Newtown news along with heavy traffic alerts at newtownbee.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Stay tuned for an update on a roundup of this week's top news and an interview with Health District Director Donna Colbert. Now, here's the buzz for the week ending April 26, 2013. With just under 4,500 of the town's eligible voters casting ballots Tuesday, April 23rd, the first split-town budget referendum failed on both sides, with most voters expressing, through ballot questions, the amounts tendered for next year's spending plans were too high. Earlier this month, the Legislative Council moved a proposed budget of $111,149,825 to referendum. On the town side of the ballot, the budget failed by 66 votes, and on the school district side, 1,994 voted for the budget and 2,476 rejected it. If approved on Tuesday, the budget would have increased spending about 4.7% over the current year. Legislative Council Chairman Jeff Capisi says he is planning to call a special meeting, likely on Tuesday, April 30th, to give the council members time to hear from constituents and to digest the outcome numbers. Provided the council acts to reduce both sides of the budget request, Mr. Capisi says the next referendum will probably be held on Tuesday, May 14th. When asked this week what effect, if any, the budget defeat would have on the police department's plans to hire an additional three or four police officers in 2013 and 14, Police Chief Michael Kehoe says the hiring impact of the budget defeat is currently unclear. The addition of new police officers would come in the wake of public requests for added police staffing to improve safety at local schools in light of 1214. Chief Kehoe says he cannot answer questions on the effect of the budget defeat until he has had opportunity to consult with the first selectman and the Board of Police Commissioners. The five-member police commission's next regular meeting is scheduled for May 7th. The six women who lost their lives at Sandy Hook School on 1214 will receive the Citizen Service Before Self Medal posthumously, and an overall certificate will be awarded to the surviving Sandy Hook elementary school staff and teachers who acted courageously to protect children that day during a ceremony to be held at Newtown High School on May 6th. The Citizen Service Before Self Honors Award is sponsored by the Congressional Medal of Honor Society and the Congressional Medal of Honor Foundation. This year, an unprecedented number of awards will be given out in total. Usually three citizens who acted heroically receive the honor at a presentation near the Tomb of Unknowns at Arlington Cemetery. This year, four people received the medal during a ceremony on March 15th. The Congressional Medal of Honor Foundation President Tom Wilkerson says there was a unanimous idea between the judges to make an effort to visit Sandy Hook to present the families of those lost and the teachers and staff who did their part to shield students on 1214 the honor in person. While the ceremony will be open to the public, space is limited and priority will be given to the honorees and their families and the teachers and staff of Sandy Hook School. Nineteen of the existing locust trees at Treadwell Park have been removed due to uh, safety issues. 
Through a generous donation stemming from 1214 and at no cost to the town, the trees were removed and will be replaced at a future date by 26 Zelkova trees. Parks and Recreation Department Director Amy Mangold says another great piece of the donation is that it came with funding for future care and custody of the trees. The added funding for care is very important, she says, so the special donations in honor of the victims are not forgotten. Zalkova trees have a 35 to 40 foot spread at maturity. They will be planted about 40 feet apart. All right, we're pleased to be here in the office of Donna Culbert. She's the director of the Newtown Health District, and uh, you may have seen her if you were one of the people who turned out to the Newtown referendum this past week. Uh, you may have seen her stationed outside the polls with her tick blast promotion table uh, providing information to folks and Don I understand a number of folks who came to the polls uh, this week actually came up to you and told you that they had already gotten bitten by ticks a couple of them even showed you their uh, their rashes and uh, as a result uh, it affirms that we're sort of in high season for adult ticks right we are actually as well as people removing ticks from their pets so there's lots of different ways that people are being exposed to ticks and tick bites. So yes, we're in high season right now. People are seeing adults, which are um, a little bit easier to see, but we are going to be soon entering into uh, nymph season, which is typically May, June, and July. And that's the life stage of the tick that where they are so tiny, they're very difficult to see. And they're also the ticks that are more likely to transmit disease because they are so hard to see. Quite often people never see that nymph that bites and infects them. And, and as far as uh, larger uh, adult ticks go, you are already uh, receiving uh, a number of them here at the health district office for testing? Yes, people can bring um, ticks that are removed from residents or uh, community members. They can bring them to our office here at the health district. We do send them to the Connecticut Agricultural Experiment Station. They are tested. They're identified, and the, if, if they've ingested any blood, they're um, tested to see if they contain the spirochetes that cause Lyme. So it's a helpful tool. It can take a little while. It can take a week or two or as they get, get busier, even three or four. Um, but it's important for people to be mindful of how they're feeling because they only test for the spirochetes that cause Lyme, and we know that our ticks can often be co-infected, and there are other diseases and bacteria that can be transmitted by the ticks. Right. The worry uh, for individuals like yourself who are a very... Uh dug in, for lack of a better term, to the to issues involving tick-borne diseases. Uh, it's not just about Lyme disease anymore. In fact, there's actually a, a new subsect disease of, of, of one of the tick-borne illnesses on the horizon. Yeah, we've learned about, I mean, I, I think it was discovered in ticks in recent years, but only very recently discovered as being transmitted to humans, and that's another Borrelia myomotoi. Um, it has similar symptoms to Lyme. Um, it fortunately is treated similarly to Lyme disease with um, doxycycline or other um, amoxicillin type of antibiotics. The hard part is it is not detected right now in a blood test for Lyme, so it's important for clinicians to be able to recognize those symptoms and be able to treat. But you know, that's a newer um, tick-borne illness, but we are also seeing an increase in Babesia and anaplasmosis, other uh, tick-borne diseases that are transmitted by that same black leg of tick. Well, we're asking folks to check out the uh, April 26th edition of the Newtown Bee or go to newtownbee.com to read a full feature that has an explanation of all the symptoms 
of the various tick-borne diseases that uh, people might contract if they're bitten by a tick here in Newtown or, or elsewhere. Uh, but we also want to give people some practical tips. So the, the quick and dirty one is that you're hearing about a way of removing ticks using uh, cotton ball and soapy water that really is impractical and could actually uh, cause someone to get infected when removing them with a tool or a tweezer uh, might not. That's right. Um, I do very periodically hear um, folks circulate ideas for how to um, effectively remove ticks, and one that comes periodically, and I just got again, is folks who want to use a cotton ball with soap to encourage the tick to almost like unattach itself from the body. And although that might sound a little bit less painful, it's really not a good idea because when that tick is um, unattaching itself, it's more likely to... Um, infecting you know, regurgitate its mid gut. It basically increases the likelihood of infection of the, the person who is being bitten. So the most important thing and the most effective thing to do to um, reduce the transmission of uh, disease is to take either fine tip tweezers or a specific tool for removing ticks and interrupt that feeding process. You know, um, grabbing that tick at the closest point to where it attaches to the skin by the mouth parts and removing it. And we also encourage people, don't get too worried if, if any tiny pieces are left. If you remove the tick itself, even if there's some slight pieces of mouth parts left, just clean that, use an antiseptic, and um, you shouldn't have any problem. Excellent. We're going to wrap it up by making sure people remember one key word when it comes to uh, tick threats and issues related to tick-borne diseases, and that is BLAST. Uh, tell us quickly uh, what the components of BLAST are and how people could come to the Newtown Health District and uh, get all kinds of uh, information and uh, other details about this program. Yeah, BLAST is um, an acronym for five simple things that people can do to help reduce um, tick bites and the transmission of tick-borne disease. And I'll very quickly say B, we, we remind people to be aware of their risk, but also to bathe within two hours of coming in from the outdoors. L stands for look, to look for a tick and or a telltale rash. Every day, even if it's been a cloudy day, you could be there could be a tick feeding on you from the day before. Um, a is to avoid tick-infested areas whenever you can, but when you're not, consider applying repellent. Um, a repellent's really helpful in reducing ticks on your body. S is for safeguarding your yard and considering spraying your yard. Um, we know that spraying is proven to be effective, but there are folks who either don't want to spray or they may not have the right conditions to spray. There are some non-chemical techniques that can be used to safeguard your yard and make it less tick-friendly. And T is, is to remind people about treatment, both to treat your pets because um, they are, unfortunately, you know, they're a very important part of our family, but they bring ticks into your home. But also seek early treatment if you have been bitten by a tick. Um, and speak with your physician because we know that sometimes we can't prevent that tick bite, but we can um, treat tick-borne disease early and prevent any kind of um, long-term effects from tick-borne disease. People can bring uh, ticks that have been removed from themselves or a member of their family for testing for Lyme disease into the Newtown Health District office at the Newtown Municipal Center at Fairfield Hills. If they have uh, questions about ticks or anything related to public health, they can contact the Newtown Health District. Uh, or come in and get uh, additional information and media on the BLAST program. Donna, what's the best number for people to call if they have questions? Um, 203-270-4291. You can also vis visit our webpage. We do have some great information on ticks and tick-borne disease. Um, if you go to the newtown-ct.gov, the town website, click on Town Departments and Health District, and there's um, 
a link. There's a page that we have on our page about ticks and tick-borne disease. You can also go to the April 26th edition of the Newtown Bee or NewtownBee.com under the Features tab, subsection Health, and see an extended feature and sidebar on the BLAST initiative and uh, other expanded advice and information from the Newtown Health District and uh, Health District Director Donna Colbert, who's uh, been kind enough to have us into her office to talk a little bit about this important issue this morning. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. You've been listening to the Newtown Bees Buzzcast for the week ending April 26, 2013. Don't forget to read and subscribe to the Newtown Bees print edition and to follow us at newtownbee.com and on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Eliza Halibek. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.